Welcome to Lost in the Groove, place where we speak our minds, find our truths, have no fear. Really meaningful conversations with real people. Stay tuned. So we we're here today to talk about um, about parenting. Uh, none of us uh, none of us are parents, but uh, we we did have parents, uh, like so many other people, and we want to. I would say all of us kind of ask ourselves this question, which is where when we get older and we find the person we want to have a family with, whatever shape or form you find it, we we wonder to ourselves, we contemplate and think about all the different scenarios and how we would raise our kids and how we would treat our kids, uh, you know, how many kids we would have, uh, where you would live, and so on. I mean, there, there, there's unlimited questions that you can ask yourself. With the way that things are changing right now, and with the new way families are orchestrated, because unfortunately, a lot of families you have where both parents are working. And in other cases, you have a single moms or single dads. And it could be um, it, it could be quite difficult. It could be quite difficult for the kids and the family because there's so many time be- so much time being spent apart. So what do you do in that scenario? What do you do as a parent? You have to kind of figure out so how am I supposed to raise my child if I can't even be there half the time? And then these are a lot of questions that our parents are asking now. And the thing is, as a person that doesn't have kids and doesn't have a significant other, who am I to speak for these people? Now, you're right. I, I don't have any right to speak for these people because I'm not in their situation. But in a way, we can kind of relate because, again, you know, the importance is, is that each person has their own life choices, right? And we want to be there for our, you know, our families, our communities, and also be there, you know, to support them, you know, be there as a, as a collective, as individuals that see each other for who we are. And parents being put into these situations it's very hard on kids because they're very isolated. They don't have that support that they had years and years ago. Where, you know, times have changed. Yeah, there was a time where, uh, you know, a father or a mother or whatever the case may be, partners, they were able to stay at home and the other one was able to work. And in those situations, it made things easier for everyone. But we don't live in those times. And the other the other biggest problem now is is the realization of understanding kids' behaviors. Children go through different stages and it could be quite difficult for parents, especially during the earlier stages constantly being there for the kid for the first year and uh, going through the first couple of years of their life, you know, uh, learning, explaining, getting them to have that perspective and understanding of their environment around them. 
And for so many parents, it can be quite, it can be pretty complex. It can be quite difficult. And we're realizing now that in so many ways, children need to be able to connect with their parents. The, the, there needs to be this understanding of with parent, where children feel comfortable with their parents. What does that mean? Meaning where children have this ability of not being afraid to say how they feel. And this, you know, allows children to have a broader, a better, healthier childhood. And no parent is going to be perfect. I mean, we all know this. Parents will always come with their quacks because in reality, parents are just adults. That's what they are. They're adults that made a decision of raising a child. And just like humans and our species, we are imperfect creatures. So what we want to do today is look at parenting now. The... The issues, the uh, immense amount of change, and just the amount of time that people are willing to try a different route. Because whether you say it's a child or they don't know any better, remembering that these are the people that are the next generation. And we don't want to constantly be making the same mistakes we made in the past. We want to have a better future. And right now, we're living in an, a, a great age to be alive right now with all of its problems. And understanding that in the future, for our children, for our family members, our young family members, there is a better tomorrow. There's a, there is a tomorrow where we all can can realize our truest potential. And in reality, people must understand this, this also means the understanding of accepting technology for what it is. Technology is an incredible tool, and we're just at the beginning of the precipice of what we can accomplish. I mean, think about it, where we were 30 years ago compared to where we are now. It's astonishing of how long it took for us to get to where we are. And for so many parents, you know, now we're teenagers, young children are connected to the internet so much more. There is this fear factor of, are we doing the right thing? And in many cases, not being able to cope uh, with certain parenting skills and using technology as a way of, of, of coping with the problem instead of fixing the issue. And again, no disrespect to anyone. You know, there are parents that they have to give their child an iPad. They, they, you know, they're going through their own things, and right now they do not have the capacity to deal with anything more. Again, no judgment. You know, again, parents are parents. They're, you know, we're never expecting parents to be perfect. It's impossible. But also, you know, having that where if we bring in technology into our lives, how we can use it as a positive tool for the youth. Uh, social media can be great, but it can also be quite deadly. And it, it, it's really troubling, especially now where so many teenagers are, you know, so hooked on the social media train being in these environments. And again, I'm one of those people that, that take a different approach. There's a way of being a part of the social media in a healthier 
way, allowing your children to find groups where they can have meaningful conversations, find those friendships that they can find together, not being in, in places where they, where they can be abused and treated poorly, which happens too many times that we can count. And also finding, finding our truth. You know that this is something that, uh, that, that kind of as a I don't know if it's a new thing or if it's been around for a while. What, this whole thing of finding our truth, finding of who you are and what you want to be, and also remembering that children are children. They're growing, their minds are changing, and what they think today will be different tomorrow. I said this before, and again, I'm going to bring this up again. This, this democratic, blue, bullshit, excuse my French, of, you know, letting kids be free, doing whatever the hell they want to. It's destructive. They're, you know, allowing your kids to explore is one thing. Allowing your kids to do destructive behavior behaviors that can damage them in the future when they reach adulthood, there's no reason for it. They're children. You can't expect a child. Sorry, just got lost in a thought. You can't expect them to make rational decisions at such a young age. It's just not... It's not realistic. It's not fathomable. It's not something we 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 can even we can even expect from them because again they they are in that learning stage. Um, having a little bit of a brain fart. Give me one second. <laughs> so that's so that's a little bit hard. Whew. So that's a little bit hard to do the <laughs> to do these solo, but I try to push through for you guys, and um, uh, we just we gotta get we gotta get through this together. So <laughs> getting getting back onto the point about children, um, what was I saying? So when you when you when you look at everything. We look at everything at a whole, right? And and remembering what are children? Children are young adults that are still learning and still figuring things out. And they can be put into very difficult situations. Uh, you know, for example, topics about bullying. Uh, bullying is a very big problem. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm really tired at this hour. <laughs> And I have work tomorrow, like a lot of us have work tomorrow. Um, you know, the, the bullying, the, the judgment, it could be really hard on kids. You know, a lot of times kids just want to, they just want to fit in. They just want to feel loved and they want to feel like they're being understood. And one negative, again... I'm not against social media. I think there's a lot of benefits too, but one of the negative the, the negatives that comes from it is the fact that you you can't express the same emotions you can express in person that you can online. And what happens a lot of times with with the youth is there there are these messages going back that can be quite painful and hurtful. 
misinterpreted messages, directed messages, aggressive messages, which if you did it in person would come off completely differently, might be taken off into a completely different context. But remembering that there are underlying issues that need to be addressed. We've spoken about this before. Education is one of the biggest ones. And education, believe it or not, starts at home. Like we were saying earlier about parenting, the fact that we are in this situation with an excessive amount of inflation, uh, the cost of living has gone up, and more and more parents need to work more than ever now because how how the hell are they supposed to feed two kids on a salary of one person? That's $65,000. Do you realize how fucking crazy that is? $65,000 is not enough to survive in most major places in this country. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people are like, well, why don't you just live out in the country? And, um, my wonderful response to that is, well, uh, some people don't want to raise their kids on a ranch that's about 168 acres and your nearest neighbor is two and a half hours drive away. It's great. It's 156,000 with the house. But a lot of people don't want that. A lot of people want to live in cities because of the accessibility. And we, we live in a society now where, we have this accessibility. So, yeah, you could take it away and you can live cheaper, but you can't expect people to live under those those circumstances. People want to be able to have those things. Steering away for a second, when we when we look at this problem with the uh, with the way that our our demographic is the the way that that things have have changed, especially now, where there there is this added strain and pressure that's being put on parents. Okay, and then the, the, you know that this this needs to be an understanding of where people want to have families, and the fact that we are in a situation that we are right now, which believe it or not, is not a hundred percent our fault. We are in the situation because of a bunch of people that call themselves our leaders decided to make poor choices that cause these issues. And we need to find a ground that works. We need to find a situation that not only works for ourselves, but also works for the families and the parents that need it the most. We have reached the end. <laughs> Not really, it's just the end of the podcast. Thank you so much to our listeners, our sponsors. Uh, it's amazing to know that we're reaching people and allowing people to speak their minds and their truths. A big shout out to Eli, our co-host. Be sure to check out her social links and her incredible art. And our Substack weekly uh, letter. It's every week. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. 